You are listening to an episode of Dope with Lime, a production of the Lillian E. Smith Center at Piedmont University. Each episode of Dope with Lime explores the life, work, and legacy of Lillian E. Smith. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and make sure to follow us on Twitter at LES underscore center. Welcome to the latest episode of Dope with Lime. My name is Matthew Touch, and I am the director of the Lillian E. Smith Center at Piedmont University. Today, I am speaking with two recent Lillian E. Smith scholars, Madison Hatfield and Mike Adams. The Lillian E. Smith Scholars Program encourages students to fully explore the values and convictions that shape the life and work of Lillian Smith. LES scholars emerge in this program with a heightened sense of empathy, innovation, and personal responsibility. Students in the program complete a minor in social justice and complete the Lillian E. Smith Studies course. Stay tuned at the end of this episode to learn how you can support this program or other programs that we are doing here at the Lillian E. Smith Center. I am here with Lillian E. Smith scholar Madison Hatfield, a 2021 graduate of Piedmont University. Madison majored in history and sociology with a minor in social justice. During her time at Piedmont, she played on the women's soccer team and was an academic All-American. Currently, she is applying to law schools to study family law. Thank you, Madison, for being with us today to talk about the LES Scholars Program. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, and you just graduated last May, so this is really fresh with with you and and everything. But we got to start off by asking the first question, of course, of When did you first hear about Lillian Smith? I'm assuming you knew nothing about her before you came to Piedmont. Right, right. So I learned about Lillian Smith um, actually my junior year of college. I learned about it through my advisor. She was kind of pushing me to do the program, pushing me in that direction. And so I wanted to educate myself a little bit on who she was, um, because when you become a part of the scholars program, knowing who she is is obviously a huge part of that. Um, So that's when I first learned about it is when I first started becoming interested in the the scholars program. You mentioned your junior year because, yeah, you applied in your junior year and and did it with your senior year. But one of the stipulations for the scholars program is you have to have a minor in social justice. Mm -hmm. So how easy was it to get, obviously you already had all of those classes, right? Yeah, so it was actually really easy for me because the nice thing at Piedmont is that you can double dip a lot of classes. So I was a sociology major and a history major, and a lot of those classes actually applied to the social justice minor. And a lot of gen eds, too, they also applied to the social justice minor. So it wasn't that difficult for me to get all those credits. Right. You can you can do everything with the gen ed classes. The only right, class right. you have to add, of course, the LES studies class. And I guess that leads me to my next question you know, of what advice would you give to students? Would you advise them to wait to their junior year to even think about becoming an LES scholar or would you advise them to do it earlier? I would advise them to do it earlier. If I had known about the program, I would have done it earlier just because of the opportunities that you get to do every single semester. Um, There is a symposium that you can be involved with every semester and it's just a great opportunity to learn about such a prominent figure in our local and nationwide history. So I would definitely advise people to start earlier than I did. I enjoyed my time there, but I wish it kind of had lasted longer. So you talked about, of course, that um, an advisor drew you to the program. 
you know, I guess the question is you were in it, like I said, for a year, you did help with the symposiums and you did all that and other events. And there are other events that we do too, but how did the LES scholars program affect your studies? You know, how did being a scholar affect you? So I, like I said, I was a sociology and history major. And a lot of the times for both of those disciplines, um, when you look at data, like I was writing my senior capstone project, a lot of the data for like the gender wage gap, it focuses on predominantly white women in the gender wage gap. And this scholars program kind of opened up my mind to a more interdisciplinary way of studying things, looking at it from different races, different genders, different sexualities, different class um, different classes. So I learned how to become, like how to study things from a more into the interdisciplinary approach through this, the scholars program, because when you read uh, Lillian Smith's writings, you understand the problems that she's talking about and how modern they still are. And that's how you understand that they still are problems affecting people today. So it led you in a way, you mentioned interdisciplinary, but at the core, what you're saying too, kind of an intersectional approach too. Yes, right? that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Intersectional approach. Yes. Yeah. Were you looking at the ways that the gender wage gap specifically affects different groups, but mm-hmm. how those groups overlap in some places and don't in others, right? I mean, that's essentially Correct. the core yes. of intersectionality. That leads us, of course, to this other question of, you know, what did you take away from the program that, that's going to impact your future endeavors? I mean, you want to go to law school and your decision, I didn't know this until, you know, later after I met you, that your decision to go to law school is pretty recent. So how do you how do you think, you know, the program kind of will impact that future endeavor and your future studies? Yeah, so I was drawn to law school my junior year of college because I wanted, I was doing all this research for my sociology classes about um, women and the gender wage gap, sexual harassment in the workplace, things like that. And I was doing all this research and I just felt like I needed to help in some way. And law school, I felt like was my best way to be able to actually like put things into action. And the Lillian E. Smith scholars, that program and the class that you specifically have to take, it kind of pushed me to do that because here Lillian Smith is writing when white women in the South as she did not write what she was writing about. And so her social justice platform like really put like a fire in me to do kind of the same thing to help the people who are disadvantaged in our society. And that kind of flame that she had to do that, it's kind of what is inspiring me to pursue a career in law. And you mentioned that she wasn't right, that she was writing what a lot of people may have been thinking, but were definitely mm-hmm. not putting down or writing. And Correct, definitely yeah. what a lot of people, you know, against what a lot of people were thinking. So that leads us kind of to our final question. You know, we did multiple works in the LES studies class, and I change them up every every year. But from Smith particularly, what stood out to you about her work? And you've kind of talked about that a little bit, if you want to expand on it. But were there any favorite passages or themes or kind of texts that, that we read or that you read that kind of stood out to you? I really loved a letter to Mr. Hartley. That one I feel like is is one that 
she's not even credited with like it's a short response to a teacher asking what he should tell his students who are who are like why should we learn things um and so it's not even one of her longer passages or one that you might immediately go to but it just had such a profound impact on me i she tells you to be a lifelong learner and that you can find learning in non-traditional ways. You don't have to go to school. You can go travel. You can go, you can immerse yourself in your local culture. You don't even have to travel. You can literally learn anywhere. And that was really impactful to me because I've always been in a traditional learning environment all the way from kindergarten to my last year of college, very traditional setting. And so to realize that I, there was so much more learning and growing as an individual that I had outside of school that I learned that from her. And it was really, it was really eye-opening. Yeah. I'm looking back over this. It's always one of my favorites too. And like you say, it's, it's, it's a universal text. She's not dealing with social justice issues in this, but she kind of goes through her own educational process. And she's replying, like, like you said, to a teacher who was a high school English teacher. But some of the key things that stand out to this piece that always get me is that she says education is a private matter between the person and the world of knowledge and experience. It has only a little to do with school or college after learn after one learns how to read, write, and figure. It all depends on what one does with one's mind outside of the classroom. Like you said, you could you could sit in the classroom all you want, but what you do with that information, what you do outside of it is impactful. Because I always tell students, and I'm an educator and college professor, um, that I think you learn more outside of the classroom in college than you do necessarily inside. And then of course she concludes with, with this, you know, that you have to be open, but I always go back to the quote at the end where she says, I don't know when learning stops, but I know a writer never stops learning, not ever until she is dead as a creative being. When you stop learning, stop listening, stop looking and asking questions, always new questions, then it's time to die. Time to crawl into that small room and pull the cover over you. Yes, like I said, very, very impactful just on a young college student to hear those words. And of course, that's something I didn't realize till later, too. So mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's something important that we all need to realize that we have to be open and that learning isn't confined to the classroom. We're impacted by things outside of the classroom and we can learn even when our schooling's over, too. Right. That was the biggest lesson I think I, I took away from that, too. Is there any other advice you would give to somebody who may be interested in, in becoming an LES scholar? I think the the last advice that I would leave someone with is that it seems like an undertaking to some, but and you may be hesitant to do it, but honestly, it was one of the most life-changing experiences that I was able to do at Piedmont, and so I could not recommend it highly enough. Um, so if you're really thinking about doing it, I would just say, go for it. Um, you will really not regret it. Oh, that's, that's great advice. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. with recent Lillian E. Smith scholar Mike Adams. 
He graduated from Piedmont University in 2021 with a double major in English and Sociology and Anthropology and a minor in Social Justice, which all LES scholars have to have. Mike, along with his wife Julie, who we spoke with on an earlier episode of Dope with Lime, run the Caffeinery and Blue Ridge Roasters, where they produce the Laurel Leaf Coffee in honor of Lillian Smith. It's good to have you today, Mike. Thank you for having me. So what, we're talking about the Scholars Program, of course, and I guess the first question that I'm asking each of the people we're speaking with about this is, did you know anything about Lillian before you started at Piedmont? Well, I was made aware of the camp before I learned um, much about Lillian herself. Um, I was uh, in contact with our group advisor who also sat on the board of directors for the camp and I was introduced to former director and I got to take a trip up to the camp and learn a little bit about uh, Lillian and what she stood for, um, which really got the gears turning and got me kind of excited. Um, We were going to use the camp for our medieval group. Unfortunately, the weather did not hold out. Um, But that was my first introduction. And then to the program uh, would have been with Dr. Beth Levern. We sat down and had a a chance to kind of chit-chat about the world and and about social justice. And she had introduced me to the idea of um, doing the scholars program and really doing a deep dive into what Lillian Smith is about. Before you got to Piedmont, you didn't know anything about Lillian Smith? No, I mean, I'd seen her name around the campus. Um, I thought maybe she was like a big-time donor or something along those lines. So it was uh, really uh, a breath of fresh air to really learn about um, how Piedmont had embraced her ideas and sort of um, enveloped her into a status symbol for the university. And you mentioned that you talked with Dr. Lovern about actually getting involved with the scholar program, and that kind of came about from a discussion you had with her about social justice, right? That's correct. I mean, we we chit-chatted about um, restarting the Washington Gladden Society, social justice needs uh, around the the country, and she had identified me as somebody who would really benefit from getting into the LES program. So you become part of the scholars program, of course, and, you know, what... How did the program affect you, and what did you kind of learn during the program? Because, I mean, you have to take the LES studies class, but you also have to have a minor in social justice. Well, the social justice classes that we we took really kind of opened my eyes, Um, especially being an older student. Being a non-traditional student there really kind of um, gives you a different perspective, and uh, really taking a deep dive into all of the social issues that we're facing was... uh, think a really great opportunity Um, we got to tackle issues do a mock UN um, and do just really good deep dives into some of these questions and and having the debates in an open format uh, especially on the sociology anthropology side of um, of the curriculum and what kind of stood out to you during that you talked about the mock UN and kind of the issues that you talked about so like what were some of the things y'all discussed we took on some some pretty interesting uh, issues. We had uh, like a representative who embodied uh, some of the terrorist organizations, and they were kind of lobbying for peace to get sort of their demands. And we went through a UN Council uh, and Security Council session to see if if we could come to sort of a peace deal, which really really opened up some interesting debates, especially with some of the countries that were represented. Uh, I happened to take the the role of 
Secretary General, where I presided over um, all of the, the debates and sort of worked behind the scenes to to see if we could come up with a deal, uh, which we actually ended up passing. Just a really excellent experience, I think, and, and opening up discussion about things that we don't tend to think about, and which I think is really at the root of Lillian Smith. I mean, when you think about some of the quotes and the studies that we got there, I mean, the words that she say is that, that you, you read and, and what she says um, in some of her articles, they, they really kind of touch your heart. I mean, there's this, this beautiful truth that just speaks out almost in poetic terms when, when you're reading her deepest thoughts and, and going through all of the, uh, the stories that she tells. They're just... Well, you mentioned Smith there, so like, is there a specific piece by Smith that really stood out to you that you can think about? You know, well, all of the works that, that we looked at um, were really, really exceptional. And she touches on so many different, like, powerful subjects like education. I think the one quote that stuck out to me the most uh, comes from The Journey. And this is after she's been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, and she gives us this little tidbit of wisdom. She says, I soon realized that no journey carries one far unless, as it extends into the world around us, it goes an equal distance into the world within. You know, we have to think about all of our experiences and, and what they teach us. But it's not just about how we perceive the outside world, but what's in, inside. You know, and this, this is just a perfect example of when you're reading her works. Like, these quotes just kind of hit you both in the stomach and in the heart. Like, you just know that these are just beautiful truths that she's just so expert at, at letting us know. And it's, and it's so crazy because this is what we need in the world right now. And these words were written years ago, and the fact that they're still needed today and they're still relevant today just speaks to how timeless her writings are. Yeah, and I think that's one of the important things about Smith is the fact that she's talking about the world around her, but she's also talking about herself. I think that's one of the things that makes her so relatable and so kind of important, at least for me, is the fact that she's digging into herself just as much as she's digging into the world around her. You know, that leads us to kind of the final question. You know, what did you take away from the program? Because one of the things that, you know, as an LES scholar, you have to think about is what you took away from the program and how that program will help you um, in your future endeavors once you graduate. I think that the way that um, I travel the program is, is how I would definitely recommend it. Starting off with, like, the social justice problems and then moving through, and then one of my final classes uh, happened to be the studies where we really dug into to her reading specifically. You know, learning about the social justice problems before you take the class, I think, is important. Um, and then being able to go through and, and really appreciate all of the wit and humor that she brings, you know, this great personality to these problems that are so big and, and hard to tackle. And I think that just came from the years of running the camp and, and dealing with the, with the girls and being able to tackle those problems. And then, of course, the, the final assignment you have as a scholar is to write a manifesto. And that was probably one of the hardest papers that I've had to, to write because it's, it's so inward. You know, just thinking about the quote, you know, that, that we just went over, it, it perfectly encapsulates everything that you have to learn there. Because you, you really need to think, you know, well, how am I going to apply this? And what am I going to do to carry forward? Because Lillian Smith does nothing but inspire 
and, and makes you want to be a better person and not just be passive and, and you know, going to change the world. You, you have to be active. And that's, that's something that she's inspired me to do. Right. And like you said, sometimes the hardest writing we have to do is actually things like the manifesto where we have to look internally and face ourselves, which pairs perfectly with that quote that you share with us from Lel. So thank you for joining us today, Mike, and thank you for being an LES scholar. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you for listening. If you are interested in more information about how you can support the Lillian E. Smith Scholars Program or any of the other programs at the Lillian E. Smith Center, please contact us at lescenter at piedmont.edu. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dope with Lime. Did you enjoy this episode? Have thoughts? Use the hashtag Dope with Lime on social media or get in touch with us at lescenter at piedmont.edu. You can learn more about Lillian E. Smith and the center by visiting www.piedmont.edu backslash les.